back with a new topic. Um, it's oh my god, O M Y Y G A W D. I'm in a new location. I'm on the East Coast now in Atlanta. But the message goes where I go. Um, so I got a little topic to talk about today. It'll be quick, but it'll be meaningful. So uh, what I want to talk about is, you know, like uh, when people. When you're being there for someone or something like that, or trying to be supportive, or I don't know, people going through things and you don't know what to say. So I'm gonna talk about you know that. So I want to start off by saying, uh, some people when they don't know what to say, when you are in pain or crying or feeling lonely, they say nothing at all. That's a very bad idea. Bad idea, especially if you care about somebody and you want them and know that you care. If you say nothing at all, it really looks like you care don't care at all, like, for real, like, there's nothing to say, there's nothing, there's no words to, to respond to what they feel, that's gonna be seen as a bad thing, you can't go back, you can't rewind, you can't do it over, so, you know, you can't pick and choose when you, you need, you need to figure out, you know, that those are usually good moments when you're, you and that person can decide if you, y'all should be in each other's lives, whether it be a friendship or a relationship or any kind of shit, like, if this person can't even, has nothing, nothing at all, I mean, you know, just look at these things, also, say something, you know, say that you don't know what to say, that's better than saying nothing at all, because at least they know, you know, what's going on, rather than trying to assume, or figure it out in their own brain, because people in pain, dealing with assumptions in their brain, it's not going to be good, it's not going to go well, like I said, you can't do stuff over, you know, so, Somebody like right there, they'll sit there and their mind can go all kind of ways and it'll really mess up everything that you had going, even if it was good. One thing, something like that can really affect people. Also, uh, try not to give a person in tears or in excruciating pain some advice. It really won't go anywhere. It'll go nowhere. Like you'll end up defending them before you're able to help them because people in pain are not themselves. You could lose a friend, a lover or something of that nature by thinking you're giving good advice when really... Maybe somebody taught you a toxic way to deal with things. Um, and and people, you know, you think it's right in your world, but in reality, it's pretty messed up. You know, it happens. Just be maybe a left shoulder or right shoulder to cry on. That'll do. You know, stay away from advice when tears and extreme pain are present because they won't hear what you're trying to say most times. It doesn't really go that way. Like, sometimes it's just not the moment, you know. You can't really hear over tears. You can't really hear through the pain. It's really hard to to elaborate and tell somebody how you feel when you are in pain or try to even accept advice or process information when there's pain involved. Um, let's see. Also, you know, kind of ties into this as well. Um, you know, just about people. Uh, some things that I learned about life is that people do not love you just because you love them. It's sad, but it's true. But they do not. There's nothing you can do about it. You can love somebody hard, 100%, whatever thing you got in you. But you can't make them love you back. You can't make them love you at all. You can't. You can't. There's some people who be there because they don't want to. They, they don't even know how to say they don't love you, but so they will be there making you think they do because they don't know how to tell you that they don't. You got to be careful. You have to be discerning. We have to practice these things in life. Like, nobody's caring about us in this world. Like, it's not anybody else, anybody else's job either to be in a relationship with somebody or to be worrying about how we're dealing with our relationships either, you know, especially if we're adults. Um, let's see. Uh, 
you know, like, uh, doesn't mean just because they don't love you, don't love them. It's, but it's going to be difficult for you. It's going to be difficult for anybody in a position like that. You know, it's going to be painful. It's going to be a painful love, but I mean, you can't help who you love. You can't help who your heart is fond of. That's what it is, you know. Um, another thing I'm going to talk about. These are really good points. I really hope you guys listen, like, really listen up this time. This is a real serious one this time. Like, these are real life points. I really want to help people as much as I can. Share this broadcast. Share my podcast. It's available on everything. Every every major platform. So the next topic I'm talking about is um, to sometimes I've noticed that people like to give advice. And the way that they give advice is they put you down first. Like, put you down a lot, then praise you a little. So it makes the praise seem a little, seem more than what it is. When really you're insulting them or they're insulting you. And you don't even know, or maybe you know, but they don't know. Or they know and they don't, you know, care if you get offended. But there's a lot of people who will talk to you and will start the conversation finding out and pointing out everything wrong with you first. And then, so you feel so bad about everything you've heard about yourself that once they say this one good thing, it makes you, you know, you kind of perk up a little bit because you think that, you know, it's not that bad feeling. It's not associated with pain. It's a, it's a little bit of a pleasure feeling. And again, you know, with, with life, we do with, we deal with everything with a pleasure or a pain response. Is it going to give me pain? Is it going to bring me pleasure? How do I re- react to this situation? How do I react to this person, to this thing, to this test? Is it painful? Is it pleasure? Does it hurt? Does it feel good? Will it bring me something good? Is it bringing me something bad? Like, what does it relate to? Does it make you bring, does it bring back memories of something that really hurts you? You know, we have to be mindful of things like this. Uh, do not put somebody down to raise them up. That is not uh, advice. That is not a way, you do not add more pain. You don't add fuel to the fire and try to douse it with water. That makes no sense. It's gonna be very hard for you to put out a flame. Full of full of fuel with a little bit of water. You're going to fuck around and burn the fuck up. Everybody will. Anybody. That's impossible. And you just sit here and you get, and that's just like, that's like burning up somebody's feelings. Like, it's the same way. You know, don't put somebody down to try to lift them up so you can feel like you have some kind of power. After you've beat them down and then now it's like, well, now let me tell you something good about yourself. That's a narcissist. Like, I, I, guys, you need to be pay attention to these people. Yeah, be careful the people that tell you that they care and then they insult you. That's very, very, very dangerous. Because they walk away from you while they don't even know how the pain that they've given you is um, affecting you. And you could be on the last straw. It could be the last thing and they keep going about their day. There's so many people in this world that do that. They pass out pain. They don't care what they do. They don't care how their behavior affects anyone. They don't care about the tears. They don't care if they killed anyone. They don't care if they hurt anyone. They don't care. They don't care if they cause trauma, stress, depression, anything for anyone. They don't care if they've cost anybody money. They don't care if they've hurt them. They don't care if they've, you know, taken. They don't care. People are just not caring about a lot of things, including family. And I've noticed that for some reason, you go out to this, you go out in the world and you worry about these things in the world, about strangers hurting you. And all these things, and you try to protect yourself from strangers and all these things that you hear and all that stuff on TV and gunfire and all these things and not really not even realizing that pain comes from home. Family it kills before a weapon will. Words kill before weapons because a person can 
tear you down with words before they can even grab a weapon and load it and fire off a bullet. You could be dying inside and they don't give a fuck and there is not one weapon around you. There's not one bullet. There's not a sword. There's not a drop of blood in their eyesight. But they have killed you with every word, every syllable, every sound, they know the, the, everything. They don't even think about it. They just walk away from you. I'm telling you, people are dying every day. And they just sit here and not even, and then just walking around this earth existing because they don't even know what else to do. Because people are just out here, like, being so insensitive to pain as if we all don't have pain. And it's crazy because pain is the one thing that we all seem to have in common. We may not have love. We cannot find love. We might not have friends. We might not find things and people and places that we enjoy. Or we might not find people that love us and like us and want to be around us. But you know what will always find us is pain. Don't matter what it is. It's always been around, always will be. You have pain. When there's pain, there's lessons. When there's pain around, you learn lessons. You know, I've been getting a lot of pain recently. Ate shit on my skateboard recently. Ate shit. Like yesterday or the day before. Ooh, ugly. You know, it could be worse, though. At least I'm not in a car in a car crash and learning lessons in that painful manner. Because let me eat shit in a car in a car crash. It's a little bit more dangerous. I can really lose my life. Now, on a skateboard, God can correct me a little bit more. I'm able to, you know, heal up. And the stinging of each scab and wound is now reminding me to keep my shit together. You know, be nice. Be a little bit more mindful. You know, I might get mad. People keep bring you out of character. It doesn't mean you got to give them back what they deserve. Sometimes people really deserve some shit. And you're asked to kiss, but it doesn't mean you need to give it to them. That's my lesson. And that's what the fuck I get with these goddamn big-ass fucking scars. But see, when God is teaching us lessons, they will be like these little things. But, like, pain gets your attention. Pleasure does, too. But pain gets your attention more than pleasure. It'll get your attention before pleasure, too. Because pain is uncomfortable as fuck. And nobody likes to be uncomfortable. A lot of people don't know. Most of us, I don't know if that's you. You're a different person. Maybe you like pain. But a lot of the people that I know, they don't like pain. I don't know who likes pain. I mean, some people have a high pain tolerance. Doesn't mean they actually like pain. There's a difference. Some people take advantage of that. and yeah, Or they're able to deal, you know. Just like a pain tolerance, like if you're able to take physical pain. People have high pain tolerance with mental pain. And, and emotional pain and things like that. It's the same thing. When people are professional alcoholics and they're able to be drinking all day and you would never know because that's what they need in their life. And they know that if you were to find out about this alcoholism that they got going on behind whatever, then it would fuck them up. It would fuck up their life. It would fuck up their everything. Even with addictions, people have to go and they have to put a stone cold face on. They have to keep this going because... What they're doing is they need that. That's what they feel. So if this, if any of this stuff comes out, it will affect them getting what it is that they need, which is the drug, the alcohol, the anything. Even if it's ple- even if a pleasure thing, I mean, it can still be a toxic thing as well. But if they keep their shit together, nobody knows. Things will get disrupted. Things don't, you know, mess up. They can keep it going for as long as they, you know, they're able to, or until their body gives out, or guys gets fed the fuck up. You know, but um, but it's just like uh, you know, I don't know. I'm just thinking about it. I the pain. Be careful with pain, because pain is nothing to play with. I don't, you know, I don't see many games where the reward is some pain. You don't see 
contests and the lottery telling you that you're going to win this million dollars, but on top of this half a million dollars, this million dollars that you just won, you're going to get a shitload of pain. A whole lot of people are going to be coming at you, talking to you crazy. If you tell them how much you got, they're going to know exactly how much you have, so they know how much to ask you for. So it's a lot of shit. You don't think about that. They just say, play. You have many chances to win. Type shit. It's the same thing in life. All this shit, bro. Um, let me see. I'm trying to stay on topic with y'all. I'm trying to stay on. But yeah, pain. Not okay. I had a little interlude, but now I'm back. Um, again, we were on the topic of pain. That was the last part of it. But, uh, let's see. Next. Again, I think I talked about this in my last podcast, but again, I want people to be mindful of the fact that what I'm about to say is true. It's fuck. Might creep you out, but it's real. There are eyes that are always on us, watching us, listening. Dogs. God. Dog backward is God. Birds, the bees, flies, wasps, things that can see and hear but cannot speak. Or you can't understand what they speak, but they're watching you at all times. There's things that you can't see. There's bugs with eyes that you cannot see watching you at all times. Doing some fuck shit, doing some wickedness, stealing that, doing this, doing that, lying, this, that, thinking that nobody saw you. But your dog did, heard it too. But your cat did, saw it too. Heard you, saw everything. These bugs, I mean, I don't want to be nasty about it, but even if you live in the hood and you got roaches, the motherfuckers are seeing and hearing you be on some fuck shit. Or they're watching you still be on some good shit. I'm not saying that everybody getting watched with eyes on them is doing bad, but we all have eyes on us at all times, especially God. and Or there might be other people's eyes, and you never know. You might be doing something in front of somebody's eyes that may offend them, and they may be somebody who... You need to not offend because they are important to somebody else that you don't even know. But you've offended this person now. Now, you don't realize it until that moment comes after you've offended that person, maybe weeks later, maybe a month or two later. Now you fuck around, you walk into this office and there's an interview, and that person that you don't offended is in there, and it's the person interviewing you. Or, come to find out, that's the person that's your boss's daughter or some something more. Something that can really fuck you up in the long run, but you just really thought that nobody knew. Nobody saw. Nobody heard. So you was going to be good. And then God come back around is in karma. And that shit come back around on your ass. Because that's how it happens. And it happens when you really... Anyway, I don't want to talk about the bad people only. But again, eyes are always on us. So again, people, even though when you feel like nobody's watching you do good, even though you may think that it's being overlooked or... You know, the good the good is not being seen like the bad is. I mean, God sees it. You know, the only way you can spell good, you got to spell God. God is in there, too. So, you know, again, good a good tree can't produce bad fruit, and a bad tree can't produce good fruit. You know, it is what it is. It's saying this is how people are. This is how life is. This is what it is. Either you're a good fruit or you're a bad fruit. But if you came from a bad tree, ain't no, sometimes there's just no way you're going to be good fruit. You're, there's no way that you can become good for you're never gonna ripen you're never gonna get right but if you come from a good source a good healthy soil good seeds that, that grew up that tree with these good strong roots healthy healthy roots then you have a better chance of being a good person you know but then again you could come from bad 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 roots I'm telling you you come from you can have you come from really bad roots and still turn out 
time with God to be good. You can even come from bad, real bad. There's some real good ones. And then there's always this day, there's always in your life that you got to fight with the good and the bad side. That's kind of my life that I got. I got a bad side and I got the good people. So I got my daddy. He was real good. Real good. But my mama not, not, not like that. She not like that, no. But see, sometimes she is. But then again, I know that everybody ain't perfect. And then sometimes she wasn't either. So, but I know he had way more good, Lord. Because it's a whole lot of dark on this one other side, you know? But see, I also know that there's also that line that we all got to walk. And there's also the path that we all have to choose. It's the wide path that's fully accommodating for it. so many people. You know, it's comfortable to a point. It's comfortable so you can do your fuck shit. And, you know, you can deal with your consequences, you know. You know, until you just can't or you die. But then there's also this skinny, skinny path, though, that people don't usually like to deal with. Because it's not as much room. It's not as accommodating. It's not as comfortable as that big old wide path where you can just fall over the place and not give a fuck. Well, this one, you can slip off for real. And you ain't no coming back for real. I mean, you know, but this is that narrow, skinny path. That leads to God, that leads to heaven, that leads to goodness, that leads to something good, you know, because good things come from good things. Bad things come from bad things. You do bad, you get bad. You do good, eventually you'll get good. Bad is going to come in and try to attack you because of your good, but you know, it is what it is. That's how it is. It's messed up, but it is what it is. It's how it is. Um, Watch yourself. Watch yourself, man. Um, I wrote a little something, kind of like, kind of explains, you know, what this is. It's like a poem slash rap or whatever. But um, it's like this: is spend money on each other to get ass and give ass. Even spend money on twenty thousand dollar toast. While outside on the pavement, the homeless angels they roast. What's a celebration for? How y'all niggas boast? Don't you know that less is more? Y'all doing the most. Ain't they? You know, uh, let's see. Before I get out of here, I do want to touch on one more topic. Or, yeah, like, something that'll really be good for you. Let's see what I got for you. Let me see what I got for you. Let me see. Uh, let's see. Okay. This is a very important, very, very important. Because I've seen a lot of people get hurt. I've gotten hurt off doing this. Um, I don't know. You know, maybe you have to. But I stopped rushing, rushing around, rushing, because rushing is dangerous, okay? I also stopped moving when other people tell me to move, like, when they move, like, at their speed, because, you know, God has certain speeds for all of us. We all got a certain speed. We all have a speed that we could be, we could survive at. Everybody's speed ain't the same. It's like you driving a car, right? It's like we all drive this car. It's like this. Before I keep going, I'm gonna put it like this so you get more, you get more of an idea of what I'm talking about. Like you driving a car, all right? One of a one person is uh just got their license, just got their license, and so you know, but they want to race. And then this other person, over here, just got um oh shit ouch. This person, other person over here, is an experienced NASCAR racer. Race driver, always doing races or drag races, person like that or whatever, right? So y'all line up. These people line up at the at the starting line, you know. And I can already tell. I'm pretty sure y'all know who's not gonna make probably make too much of a life 
good life decision or who's not going to survive too much. Or very, it may turn very bad for somebody who decides to do uh, a track race or somebody who's used to, tra- to racing and then this other person who never drove a car before or used to going that fast before. You may be using going, maybe you used to drive it 35 miles an hour or you used to drive it on the highways at 60, but they're used to going like 180. And at 180, they do all kind of stuff that you would do at 60 miles an hour. But at 180, you could die doing that shit. They could survive. But at 60 miles an hour, you could survive doing the shit that they do. They'll be fine either way. They go slower. They'll be fine even more. You, on the other hand, probably won't. It's the same thing. So keep that in mind while I explain to you what I'm talking about. So I stop moving at other people's paces. Because, say, you know, this person has to rush and rush and they got to go get here and do that. You hop in the car. They was already on this way. You maybe have asked them, begged them. They probably told you no. Begged them to get in that car with them. They was like, no, nah, because I got to go here. I really got to rush you. I really ain't got no time. I don't have time to take you there. But I swear, if you could just take me here real quick, real quick. I swear, I'm just, if you take me here real quick. And I'm like, man, I got to rush, but I'm going to just hurry up and take you there, blah, blah, blah. So, you know, they get to rushing, racing, trying to get you to where you're going so they can hurry up and get where you're going. And then, boom, car accident. Who's to blame? Whose fault? Are you alive? Are you okay? Boom. Well, you asked to get in the car. They said they had somewhere to go. But you asked them so hard to get in that car. You want to get in that car so bad because you need to go somewhere so bad. But they had to rush to get somewhere. So they diverted out of their regular tra- their their uh, route that they usually take, probably safe, to go your way to get you somewhere. Now, you diverted out your regular route, you know to go somewhere safe, I mean, to get to where you need to go, but you had to go in this rushed speed now, because this person has somewhere to be, so now you got rushed, so they got to rush you there, they're probably not going to be as safe as they usually would if they were going at a pace where, you know, they had some extra time to get there, or they didn't have somebody else in the car, now, boom, car sitting, same shit, people tell you to come on, come on, hurry, 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 you hurrying up into a car accident, you hurrying up into something that you may not survive, because they told you to hurry up, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on, let's go right now, let's go right now, come on, come on, come on, don't you want to go right now, don't you want to go, and you're like, nah, because your intuition was like, nah, something, something told you like, nah, and then you went against that, and then you end up going, and then boom, something happens, because you did not listen to your own stuff, you listen to God, you listen to your own intuition, Will keep well, which will keep you safe at most times because some people are very persuasive with what they say, and so they persuade you. They talk you, or they they help you persuade yourself. Most sometimes people will help you persuade yourself. They will. But again, go to speed God has set for you. Rushing will not make you go faster. It just causes mistakes, usually, or you end up forgetting something that maybe you really needed. So instead of a constantly. You left something that you needed for that, that job interview. Or you went all the way to the airport to get on a plane. And because you was rushing, you left your ID. Can't even get on the plane now. Now you fucked up. Now you probably can't even get your money back. Now you probably only get it back in flyer miles because you fucked up and you was rushing. And now this person at the death, they probably having a bad day. And they don't want to give you no mercy. No. Because that's how shit happens. You end up leaving something very important. You lose something. Maybe your child. Some shit. Some home alone shit that white people do. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to tell you like that. But shit that on the movie Home Alone, white people did. Not that white people do. Let me take it back. It was just the people on Home Alone. Not 
in general. Okay. All right. But this, let me tell you, let me give you a prime example of this story. Um, for me, I've had this, I had a less had this lesson, big brightest day for me, because I skateboard, you know. And God gives me a lot of mess- lessons on the skateboard, a lot of lessons. And um, I learned this lesson when I was going to take this. I was at the beach, and um, it was one of these. I used to go down to the beach and just, I don't know, just find people who I could help or just, you know, whatever they needed, smoke with them, eat, take them to get food, coffee, whatever, something, anything. I had extra money at, at a point in time, so I really didn't care about that stuff. I just wanted to help because, I mean, I had money that I was spending on bullshit, so I figured let me go to the beach, let me go hang out with these people, let me find out why they at the beach, why they live at the beach, all this stuff, I found a lot of stuff, that's another topic, the topic here is that, hold on, I met, you know, I went down to the beach, I was doing my little thing, I went to, I went to eat at this place, nasty ass damn food place, nasty as hell, right by the ocean, too. seafood, no damn salt, don't understand how that happened, especially being so close to the beach, but, you know, whatever. But it was nasty as hell. It was candlelit. It was all nice. It was daylight candlelit. Fancy shit. Nasty food. But I look like a child. Let me tell you about this whole experience. I look like a child. So the, the waiter, uh, when he brought me my water and shit, he done spilt it all over my table and shit, spilt it on me. You know? Trying to rush and get to the other people, the next, the people on the other side. The white people, the white people, I'm sorry, the white people, I'm not being rude or just, you know, but it was white folks. So they thought because I guess, number one, I'm a child, you know, minority and shit, I probably had no money, so I probably just wanted that water. Probably didn't want as much water, so it was all right to spill it on me. Um, so we did, and so he went to the next people over there, and they just looking at him like, damn, why some water water just dripping on me and shit? You know, it's whatever, it's water, I'm like, it's water, it's whatever, I'm at the beach, ocean over there, I'll be alright. Uh, and you know, it was bad, anyway, that was a little experience right there, so he thought I wasn't gonna be able to tip, I guess, even though I wasn't because the food was so motherfucking nasty, I ended up leaving, but while I was sitting there, I saw this amazing guitar player named Will, he was from London, he was so tight, he was tall as shit. And he could play the fuck out of some blues on that guitar. And I never even thought about playing the guitar. And so, like I swear, I never thought about playing the guitar. This is crazy. But I saw him that day, and I was like, damn, that shit looks tight. That look kind of easy. But he was, I was so fascinated by it that I was so unfascinated by the food and so fascinated by Will that I wanted to. He, I asked him if he was hungry. <laughs> I didn't want to give him that nasty food, though. So... I think I got some pizza. I don't know what the fuck I got, but it wasn't that. It was very bad. But he, oh, he came to ask me if I wanted to smoke. Because I was looking at him. I was like, man, this shit is so cool. I was like, he, don't want to smoke a split. And I was like, sure. So, you know, I didn't know what the hell a split was. I heard it, though, from the Jamaicans, by the movies and all that shit. And, um, you know, so I chill with him. They play a guitar, just bluesing it out and shit. It's so cool. I'm talking about it. It's so cool. He looked like, I don't even know how to explain it, but he's freaking tall. I bet you he might even be big now. I wonder if he, he might even been like undercover on the beach type shit. You never know. Cause he was amazing. It's crazy. But um, we were sitting there and he played and they they started, you know, he rolled the spliff and I hit the spliff and then the spliff got me feeling real damn crazy. The feeling I couldn't shake it. I wouldn't know why. 
come to find out, if you don't know, that a spliff is uh, weed mixed with some tobacco. And it is a very different feeling. Um, you know how they got acquired tastes? It's kind of like that. You got to just already know you like it. And I don't even know how to. There's no way to know. But I knew I didn't. But, I mean, I think I had it before. I had it quite a this stature, though. These motherfucking spliffs were very strong. I didn't like the feeling. I just wanted weed. I had weed. But I just wanted to, you know, you know, share the love with the, you know, he invited me to smoke the spliff. I'm going to smoke the spliff. Anyway, so while we're sitting there on the sand, um, some other people started walking up with their guitars. So we're having this, like, jam session on Venice Beach. Night, like, the night, it was, like, nighttime by this time. So we're sitting there in the sand by the palm trees or whatever. We're having this jam session. All these people started walking up beside it when it started freestyling and singing and bringing our guitars, instruments, and coming to sit down and smoke. Like, it was crazy. And then that was the first time I ever picked up a guitar, and it was like, damn, I'm I haven't played guitar before. I'm like, nah, bro. Never did this before, but it's tight type thing. But anyway, this other guy rolled up and he got this speaker with him. And he said that he said something about uh he was stuck at the beach and he really needed um he really needed he needed something to eat or something. He was stuck at the beach, he needed something to eat, or he needed some oh, somebody to get home and he was stuck there. He was or he wanted something to smoke. And I had we and I had money. He was how much? He told me he wanted twenty dollars for the for the speaker. I was like, oh shit, I got twenty dollars. I can do that. Then I was like, oh, you want some weed? I'm like, I got weed too. It's your lucky day. My lucky day too. Cause I still got that speaker. Bro. But uh, kind of find out he was lying. I saw him another day after this day after this whole jam session. I saw him again. I'm moving on to the next day. So I saw him again, and I was out there giving food to everybody. Um, I got some pizza for some people, whatever. You know, just. Giving people something to eat, hand sanitizer. Little shit, make her feel clean for a little while. Um, And then I was like, gave him some food too, but I was like, I, we were going somewhere to like another spot. So I forgot where we were going, some food place. But because I had already gotten them some pizza, but he came after or something. So we started walking towards the place, and um, I think I'd given him some weed that day again too. Maybe not. Maybe not. Maybe I didn't give him weed that day. No, I did. That was the day that I saw him. I got everybody stuff. So, yeah, I gave him some weed that day. It was like, I gave him, like, seven grams, bro. It was bad. I don't even know what the fuck's wrong with me. But I love people. If they in need, I be wanting to do that shit. But I swear to God, I got that man, like, two eighths in containers. Some good shit, too. Lord Jesus. But I have so many. I love this out here just smoking at the beach. And so, while he saw me giving him stuff and being all nice, in the midst of it all, he stops and takes all his stuff out of his bag and lays it on the ground and blah, blah, blah. So we end up, um, we go to the beach. Or, like, we're headed towards to get something to eat. But he was starting to act. Yeah, he started acting like he, we went to smoke first. So we smoked again. Then we left. And I was going to get some food. And I was, he started acting crazy because he told me, oh, he told me that he lost the weed. Or whatever. And could I give him some more? I was like, no. Because I'd be damned if I gave you seven grams and I'm going to give you some more and you lost it. Or if you didn't, you trying to play me. No, the answer is no. But I'll fuck with you again. I mean, dad gave him so much weed that day. It was like some blue drinks, some tennis. It was some good shit, man. But I'd be damned if I give you some more and you cheated my first weed so carelessly. I'd be damned. But I will smoke with you. So, uh, we ended up smoking. We go to, I decided, um, 
I was going to go get him some coffee instead of food. Because he was out there motherfucking food. So I was like, let's go get some coffee. I want some coffee. It's getting cold out there. You know, I'm like, maybe to warm you up. You know, I don't want you to be all cold out here. It's a little chilly. Let's go get some coffee. So the whole time we going, we talking about coffee. He takes me off the boardwalk to the regular sidewalk. So I'm thinking it's like real close, you know. Real close to the little coffee shop. Because we asked somebody where it was. And they were like, you'll see it. It's underneath a, a sign that says something. Like a blue sign. It says Tom's and shit. It was Tom's, like a Tom's cafe, like the little shoes and shit. And uh, and anyway, so we going on there, and we drive, we on the sidewalk. I got my skateboard, he on his bike. First of all, again, bikes go faster than skateboards. My cool ass tried to keep up. I don't even know why. I don't even know why. I don't even know why, but I did. And that's when I get to learn my lessons and shit. Because then I started realizing, damn, we were skating a long time on the sidewalk. And I could have been looking at the ocean this whole damn time. Why did I follow you? That's what I kept thinking. Why the hell did I follow you when we could have been on the side, on the boardwalk? I was like, why did we take the sidewalk when we could be on the boardwalk? He was like, oh, because you know I'm always to the boardwalk. I'm like, but I'm new here. I would have loved that shit. Oh, you're right. You know. Anyway, let's keep it going. Let's keep it going, right? So we going, we going. I'm like, man, we've been going for a minute. I'm like, where is, where the hell is this coffee place at? Where is it? We can't find it. I'm like, man, where the hell is it, right? So I'm skating, 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 following him, trying to keep up, trying to keep up, trying to keep up. And then, boom, I'm flying off my skateboard. I don't even know how. I just started to tumbling. And I went flying like that, that real like uh, when Uncle Phil used to throw out Jeff. Like that shit, like I'm talking about anybody flying through the air on the sidewalk. Yeah, I was flying. It was so bad. Luckily, I learned how to fall, so it didn't hurt to, as much to me. But damn, it looked like it was painful to other people. So when I got off the thing, they was like, "Are you okay? Did that hurt?" I'm like, yeah, man, that looks like it hurt, didn't it? No, I'm fine. I'm fine. No, I'm fine. Really, I'm fine. Although it did look like it hurt. It should have hurt too. I don't even know why. But by the grace of God, nope, didn't hurt. And so I'm like, damn, so I fell, and I'm limping, hurting, like, wait, like, so I get back on my skateboard, right, and I did it again, and I'm like, wait a minute, fuck this shit, let me go on and stop, he going like, I need to stop, I need to stop, I can't go nowhere further, I can't go no further, let me stop, because I got to figure out why I'm getting this pain, fuck is going on here, okay, he's like, what you mean, we... I'm like, I don't even know where it's at. Uh, I need to stop. That last one right there just hurt. That one hurt bad. So I need to figure out what the hell God is trying to tell me. Fuck is going on. So while I'm sitting here trying to figure out what's wrong, he decide he want to, like, <laughs> fall out and act like he having a seizure. Like playing this shit. For no reason. Playing this shit. Well, while this whole time I was out, I had already been trying, I was on this, this thing where I'm like, do I want to still get his ass some coffee? Because he really showing us his ass. But I know, I, I told him I was going to do something. I told him I was going to get it for him, so I'm going to go get it for him. But damn it, ain't he showing his ass. Now I am bust my ass. What is going on? I need to stop. Let me think. So I'm like, shit, what the fuck is wrong? So he falls out. I'm like, bro, stop playing. What is wrong with you? People looking at you through the window. They want to think you like you really having a seizure and then. What if you not? And, you know, like, what if it, somebody really does that and the next time they see it and somebody really about to die from a seizure, they think they playing. Oh, I remember this one time this was playing, 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 acting like they was having it. 
and they reminisce and you die. Like, that's not okay. So I was like, bro, you stop playing. Get up. Get up. I'm like, man, you know what? This is really messed up. Like, I've been really trying to get do something good for you, like, this whole time. Like, I don't know why. He was, like, being disrespectful. It was, like, all kinds of shit. He was saying a lot of shit, doing shit that I would rather not repeat. You know? Because I really think he was on some other kind of drug, too. But, you know, it didn't matter. It was about the, it was the principle of it all. And I really was just trying to, I just really wanted to help. You know, especially because that speaker was a blessing. It really still is. Um, and so I'm like, damn, I'm like, man, that's messed up that you would do that. Like, that's what the blah, blah. So I'm fussing at him and we can't find him. I'm like, I really just want to find a place. I understand we've been skating for hella long. I'm tired now. I done fell off my shit. I just want some coffee. I don't know what the fuck is that. So I decided to lean back because I'm, you know, dramatic. And it was hurting. And I look up. And sure enough, I bust my ass in front of this place, and he's acting like he was having a seizure right in front of the place that we was looking for. Couldn't even find it. Couldn't even find it. Couldn't find it. Was looking up ahead, behind, above, below. Couldn't see shit. Until I bust my ass, decided to slow down, stop following his fast-ass bike, and he decided to show his ass by acting like he having a seizure. And I got to fuss at him while I fussed at his ass. I look up, and I see it's the place we're looking for. I'm over here like, you know what? I'm going to get you this motherfucking coffee in the name of Jesus. Because he don't really like, I'm like, bro, that's not stuff that you even did because I'm mad at him. I'm like, you know what? I said I was going to get it. So we get inside. Let me say we get inside the damn coffee place, right? 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 And... We get up to the counter, and I'm like, what kind of coffee you want? You know, I think I just want tea. No, no, no the hell you don't. No, you don't. No, you don't want tea. You want coffee. We talked about coffee this whole way. I told you I was going to take you to get some damn coffee. I just bust my ass twice on the way to get this damn coffee. You're going to drink this coffee. What kind of coffee? I don't know. I just want some tea. I don't know. You know what? You know what? Let me let me lower my voice. You know what? Go on over there. Sit down. I'm going to get you some coffee. I'm going to get you some coffee, okay? You're going to like this coffee. I'm going to surprise you. Don't eat it. Right? So then, he like, okay. You know, I'm sure I just really feel like, you know, I'm just going to. No, 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 no. I got it. Okay. So I get the goddamn coffee. It's good, too, because it's Tom's. And it smells good. And I give him the coffee. You know, I got a little snack to go with it. Make sure he got a little snack for later after the coffee. So he sipped the coffee. And he's like, oh, this is really good. And I'm like, yeah, I know. I know, Jesus. I know, Jesus. In my head, I'm like, Jesus. I know. Yeah, I told you. It's great, right? How you feel? Good, right? Give you a little pick-me-up. You know what I'm saying? Make you feel good. Because you got a little energy after that. I'm trying to sit there, enjoy the coffee, and I look at the time, and it got 10 minutes left till time's closed. So I had bust my ass. Did all of this shit, Tim. Followed this man on his fast bike with my little legs and my skateboard and all this shit. I had a bad skateboard then, too. Lord, it was a struggle skateboard. I just needed one. I needed to roll. Bad, bad skateboard. So... That's probably another reason why I bust my ass, too, because that shit used to get caught up on every little pebble. It could be the size of rice. Busting my ass. 
that and God. You know, it could be all these things tied together. But anyway, ten minutes ago, I'm like, damn, I did all of this to have to motherfucking hurry up and drink this coffee. I could actually though. So we ended up. I was about to leave, and I was like, I know you had no weed because he said he had lost it. Because I was trying to feel bad, even though he he was lying. Um, I want to smoke with you. I'll smoke with you again before I leave. You know. So you want to smoke again? That's what I'm reminiscing on this shit about the whole fact that I'm following his ass. We're sitting by the water, and I'm talking to him about how, you know, you know, ain't nothing really holding the water back in the ocean. There's nothing there, nothing but God. There's nothing. There's nothing there. There's nothing to say that ain't nothing going to swallow you up right now. There's no reason. And the only thing that keep you from dying, I was like, how you living? Really, I guess. But then again, there's nothing holding back any of the waters on any on any um beach. So you really just got to be really in faith. And know that you just doing right, believe in God, or just try to keep it out of sight, out of mind, and not think about the fact that there's nothing holding that motherfucker back in. At any time, it could be that. It'll be the end of the day. The end of your days. Just like that. Because that's a lot of damn water if you think about it. And so he was getting a little creeped out. I'm like, no, I'm fine. I'm good, you know. I make sure I get time to apologize. I make sure I try to go down the checklist and I right my wrongs so that I don't have this karma coming back. Because if you acknowledge what the fuck you've done, that you can avoid a lot of pain and fucked up shit that's going to happen to you. If you acknowledge it, you repent. You apologize. Because that right there, I'm telling you, that might be the biggest thing that, like, heals. Apologies. Love. Forgiveness. Lord, is hard. Forgiveness. Forgiving someone and apologizing might be two of the hardest things ever in life to do. Especially when there's a lot of pain associated to those two things. Those are two of the hardest things to do in life. So, anyway. He was, he was getting scared, trying to get me to leave again from the water. Because he was scared about the water after that. And I'm like, no, I'm good. Remember I told you, I learned my lesson on the pavement out there. Following your ass. I'm good right here till I'm ready to go. I'm finished smoke this weed. I'll be alright. This man ran away from the water so many times, came back, ran, came back, ran, came. I was like, God damn, boy, you scared, ain't you? He was scared. He was scared of shit, of God. And he should have been because he was showing his ass real bad. Anyway, the moral of this story is someone you know may rush all the time. In your world, it seems like they're rushing and their world is reasonable speed that they can survive at. But if you try, that speed may not make you a survivor. And we need to arrive alive and survive. So I need y'all to stay in your lane, drive your drive, and it's up to you to survive. Can't, can't let nobody else drive if you want to survive. All right? Hey, man. Listen to the message. I'm only the messenger. My name really does mean the messenger. I'm only here to give you the message. I don't mean no harm. I'm trying to help. Life is painful for all of us, y'all. It ain't easy for none of us. And if I had somebody that cared enough to tell me and help me from, the, from real pain, like for real, that really going to help me in life, some real shit to sit down and teach you in school. I would have loved that shit. I mean, I'm 30 now. And I still have plenty of time. But I really wish I would have been able to avoid a lot of other pain. If I had somebody who would have stepped out of their comfort zone to, like, really, like, even if I don't want to hear that shit, to just tell me anyway. So I wouldn't have to learn it painfully. Let's try to learn lessons without the pain. Let's try to learn them less painfully. Because they first start off with less pain, like a Band-Aid worth pain. Then it comes into disease. It, begins, it starts into disease, and eventually you just don't be here no more. 
who wants to not be here when there's so much thing, so much life to live, so many things to do? What if you, before I leave, I do want you to think about this. Like, what are you doing in this world? What are you doing to make an impact? When you leave, what did you do? Did you cause pain? Did you cause people joy? What did you do to this earth? Did you make it better? Did you make it worse? Did you create anything? Did you make a child? Did you make a life better? Did you break a heart? Did you heal a heart? Did you listen? Did you talk? Did you do both? Did you care? Did you have enough courage to care when you're on this earth? What did you do? Was the last thing you said? Are you going to be okay with the last thing that you said? The last thing that you did? Like, that means that you don't know what at what point you could die, what day you could go. So why do anything bad to people? Because it could be the last thing you did. That's the last thing they remember you as, as you robbed them. You hurt them. You raped them. You stabbed them. You, you, you did something. You stole from them. Like, you caused them pain. And then the next day, you gone. And the only thing they remember is you wasn't shit, and they made you feel like you wasn't shit. And they gone. Or you made them feel like you wasn't shit, and now you gone. You don't want to be that person, y'all. You don't want to be that last person. You don't want to be the last straw person either. You don't want to be that. Please don't be that. You'll be worse. It's hard to have to live with the fact that you may have been the reason somebody killed themselves. Imagine that. Dealing with the pain. Watching somebody else's parents grieve while you sitting there, and you... May have been the last person they was involved with, but you couldn't control your mouth, your anger, or the things that you said and hurt them with. And so they didn't know how to really explain that, and they couldn't really, you know, voice that, and they had nobody to care. So they killed themselves because they felt like nobody cared. You know how many people we lose off that? Suicide is real, and it happens because people go and they give out this pain, and they don't care about how the pain is affecting the people. And they go about their day, and this person is dealing with these things, and they can't help but but be in pain. And the pain becomes too much because nobody cares to hear about it. The people that they care, and they want to, that they want to hear about it, that's why they kill themselves, because they think that's the only thing left, because they think that they don't matter. You don't want to be that person. Trust me. 13 Reasons Why is if you're a big, real-ass eye-opener. That shit is real. It happens. High school life. It's fucking miserable for a lot of people. That is just like that outside of high school. It's just like that. It's worse because people really don't give a fuck. You don't have a guidance counselor. You don't have a principal. You don't have a teacher who may take up. You don't have these things. You got life, and that's it. You got one shot. We do not have nine lives like a cat. We do not have nine chances. We don't have time to fuck up, fuck off. We don't have that, guys. We get one shot. That's it. What you going to do with it? All right. It's the one and only. G-A-W-D. God.